Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. We were watching the film, me and Jermaine were watching the film, and we took every, uh, you know, matchup personal. Chris Paul already has the Excalibur. Everywhere you go, you're auditioning, and you, you are who you are when nobody's watching. God part two with the one that they call Yoda. Why do they call you Yoda? How did you get the nickname Yoda? <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's 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 it was given to me by a personal friend of mine. Okay. Talk and, about um, training a bunch of kids uh-huh. as a teacher, having some wisdom giving back that's where it comes from i mean that is definitely like the most humblest answer i've ever heard (laughs) you know what i mean like yoda right yoda speaks backwards yoda speaks into the future right i follow you on twitter dog you know (laughs) ladies and gentlemen rashad phillips point god slick i heart welcome i follow you on twitter dog you are, you make crazy predictions like way into the future. And then when they happen, people start to retweet it and it's like three or four years earlier. But come on, talk to me, dude. This is, this is the point God. This is, this is the point God. Come on, Yoda. Give yep. me some Yoda wisdom. Like how the fuck yeah. do you do that? A lot of times <clears throat> I've always... As a as a kid, I've always had a, a ability to have foresight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had this type of premonition on life, um, and especially with sports, I'm able to I'm able to see see the room and kind of shape it later on down the line. Mm-hmm. It's just really, truly, honestly, a gift. Um, I've been doing it for such a long time that it's just natural for me now. So I guess that kind of goes a little bit with the name Yoda being able to see past the the average eye. Not yeah, been able to what, do that for so long. Yeah, but what do that mean? Like seeing past the average eye. Like give me an example. Okay, let's give me an example of a player, right? <laughs> okay. Right now that we don't know, right? On this show, because I'm sure the people listening, they want to hear, you know, stories and all that in the past and now, but give me give me a guy, right, that that is going to be a point guard in the next five or six years. Wow. I there's a kid right now in high school named Ty Ty Washington that oh. I really love. Okay. He he has a chance to really get to the high level and make some noise. So remember the name, Ty Ty Washington. He's tremendous in space. He has terrific speed. Mm-hmm. He has great wiggle. Mm-hmm. And he has a great presence about who he is. Oh. And at that age, he has already established an identity. Uh. So I'm targeting that kid for down the line. Ty Ty Washington. Talk, talk about how important it is for a point guard to establish an identity, right? Yeah. It's it's extremely important, BD. We both know this that 
when you're playing a sport, confidence is half the battle. Mm -hmm. You got to have confidence. And when you look at today's game, the players that have the most success are the players that have an identity, that know who they are, that know when to take shots, when to get people involved. That starts at an early age. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so imperative, especially from the point guard position, to have an identity because a lot of times your identity is what shapes the locker room. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. important that you have that early on in life. You know, you had it going in, I had it going in, and we were able to have such a huge influence on our locker rooms because we had an identity early. Right, right, right. No, I totally agree. And, 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 like who who are some of these like college dudes or young NBA dudes that you see that in, right? Um, and and who are some of the dudes that you want to see that in, right? That you feel have that potential to make that league. I'm gonna start with 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 the hometown. You guys' hometown kid is is Lamelo Ball as a kid that has an Lord identity. Have mercy, boy, he has an identity. And you know what? He got a big personality. That's part of an identity. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. When when you look at what LaMelo Ball brings to the table, it's his identity. Now look yeah. at Charlotte. Like, if you go in that locker room, it's his identity in that locker room. Absolutely. And, and, how, and like, those, that's so that's, important. That's a perfect example. That's so important, especially for somebody like LaMelo, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, you walking in, I remember my rookie year, like, you know, my coach wasn't going to play rookies. You know what I mean? He wasn't going to yep. start me as a rookie. But it was like, you just waiting to be like, yo, let's let's yeah. do it this way. And he, he was able to do that. And you see, you see how, like you say, personality, how that shit is infectious to everybody. It gives them a freedom and it gives them like, okay, all I got to do is do this. And yes. he going to take care of me. So, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 one, I love LaMelo Ball. Shout out to LaMelo Ball, the number three pick in the t- 2020 draft. I was the number three pick in the 99-2000 draft. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? L.A. product. You know, I, I can't do nothing but bow to uh, the young homie, you know, and, and, yeah. and give him his roses early. Who else are you uh, liking out there? I like John ja Morant's identity. I love, I love him. What he's been able to do. Now, here's a secret. I'm gonna share this on the Point God show. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I can speak. I can speak from experience on this topic. Mid-major point guards are extremely ruthless. Mm. Okay. They're extremely battle tested and they have big personalities, mm-hmm. a la Damian Lillard. Absolutely. One of the greats. One of the greats. When you look at mid major point guards, you look at a guy like John Morant, John Stockton, those guys, they have a, a ruthlessness about them. Yeah. Like because a, like a cold, a cold chip on their shoulder. It's a different chip. Yeah, it's a it's an arrogant chip. It's, it's an it, arrogant it, chip. It is, it is an arrogant chip, and it's almost like um, like an I hate you mentality. 
there you go. He don't want to be your friend. You no. know what I mean? Cool, respect and all that. But like, really, it right. that chip is basically his arrogance saying, fuck you. Yes. Like, that's how John Stockton, Stockton was. He was cold, bro. He, had a he was, a, he was a ruthless. He was ruthless. And when you look at John Morant, that's how he is. Like, he's not... And I love both of them, Trey Young and John Morant. Like, I love both of them, you know? Um, Ja is like, Ja ain't trying to be Trey's friend, bro. Yeah. He's not. You know what I'm saying? That's just, and it's it's not personal, per se. Yeah. It's it's who he is. That's that's what we need. Yeah, we need it. We We come from that. We need more players like that. We need more players like that. What do you think John Morant needs, right? Like, what is he missing? You know what I'm saying? Because I like how you get down. Like, what if if you could if you could be the 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 uh, the Yoda, right? If he comes yeah. to Yoda and Yoda can give him a gift, right? Yeah. What would that gift be? I I believe the only thing that holds John Morant back is that. He isn't risky enough offensively. Mm. He's very he's very safe. Like if you watch Ja play, he's very safe when it comes to scoring. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take enough chances as a scorer. He sometimes he over facilitates, and that's just his style. It works for him. But mm. if I'm nitpicking his game, I'm going to say I need you to take more chances on the perimeter. I need you to take more jump shots because it opens up everything Absolutely. for everybody else. Absolutely. I would say um pace. Once you like figure that. out his pace, then them shots going to just be like, you know, it's like, "Hey, I got these are my warm-up shots. This is my yes. heat check shot." Okay, here now I'm in kill mode and you just ramping, you ramping, yeah. or you can peel back. So like I think the I think is a secret is pace. LaMelo Ball has an incredible pace. Incredible pace. You know what I mean? I think Dame Lillard now has, has an it. incredible pace. Steph Curry always had a great pace. He switched up his pace too. He did. When you look at, you know, you look at, you know, uh, his get down. But um, Trey Young as well. Talk to me about Trey Young because I, I love Trey Young game. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. We, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. I, I, I think Trey is just kind of the, the new evolution of, of point guards. Mm-hmm. You know, like his ability to score from four levels instead of the average three. Mm-hmm. He's a four level scorer. He can take you out to the parking lot which makes him really dangerous. The reason he's so good from four levels is because he's not a great athlete. Four level scores are usually not great athletes. Like I wasn't a great athlete, but I was a four level scorer. Like I, I, I couldn't really fly over people and I couldn't power people. Trey is a lot like that. He's not gonna power you. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna jump over you, but he's so good from four levels that he takes you out deeper and then he's able to use his speed and his craft. So that's what makes him special. Um, secondly, his wait, wait, ability. Break, I, I, want, I want you to be able to break down the levels too. After you finish this, break down the levels too. So people get a taste of it. Well, okay. Can, can so secondly, 
his ability to throw people open. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of point guards in the NBA that can throw their teammates open. And when mm-hmm. I say throw them open, meaning that they're not necessarily open at that until, particular until time. he guides them. He guides the ball Absolutely. to a spot. He, so he throws people open. You, I mean, I yeah. saw you working out with Tom Brady a while ago. Brady was throwing you open. Yeah. Yeah, so, he was leading me where he where he needed me to go, right? And once once you get that from a point guard, because I remember the big man when I would play, they would get mad the first week I play with a big man because the ball would hit him in the face, hit him yeah. in the side of the head, hit him yeah. in the side of the ribs, and he and 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 he would get upset and be like, "Yo, just can't you just like I can't deal with all this shit?" You know what I mean? Just like, I'm like, "Look, just put your hands up." And yeah. wherever your hands are, you know what I mean? I'm just going to throw it to you and you're going to be able yeah. to catch it. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like you start to condition your players to move to open positions. So that's what you're saying when you, like, throw yes. your man open. It's like Tom Brady. It's not like yeah. just running a play, yeah. right? He's going to put it in a window and you got to get to that window. Mm. And that's what Trey does well. As far as the four level scores, I I chop the court up in the four levels instead of three. Mm-hmm. The the average scout maybe look at the court as three levels. I look at it as four. So yeah. you got the close range is the first level, <clears throat> the mid range is the second level, and the three point line is the third level. But there's an invisible line Absolutely. that I call the fourth level. The danger zone. Yeah, it's deep water. Yeah. And guys like Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and Trey Young, all three guys that aren't naturally great athletes, notice they're great four-level scorers. Yeah, no, for sure. And 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 it's really like those dudes can walk up two steps from half court, and that is that's a bucket. It's a normal jump shot for them. And in the like in the clutch or in the stretch, you know what I mean? In the stretch yeah. of the moment, you know, like they up eight, you need a stop, and they cross half court and you forget to pick up. Bingo. Eleven. Yeah. You know what they I mean? And then it's then you get the TV timeout, and then it's like you in the huddle and coach like, you gotta pick them up at the fourth level. If you yeah. don't, you know, that's it's what going happens. Up. And it's a good shot for them. It's a great shot. That's yeah. what they do. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what how do you how do you um how do you consider like what are the levels to pass it for for a point guard? Are, are are there levels to that as well? Yeah, you got you got you got five stages of great passing. You got both shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. One, two, mm-hmm. and then you got the hips, both both sides hips. of the hip, three, yep. four, yep. and over the top is five. Mm-hmm. But Guys like myself, smaller point guards, we usually only have five windows. I mean, four windows. Like mm-hmm. bigger guards like yourself, you got five windows. Right. Because you can make the over-the-top pass. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, smaller guards, we can't make the over-the-top pass. So right. we only have the four windows, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so so I counted, in, I counted in, in, in five windows in total. Mm-hmm. But some point guards can only pass out of three windders. Absolutely. Or... or, or you know, I, I, I could pass out of five, but I was a four window the, passer. Uh, they're conditioned to make the uh, 
Whether that the drop pass, whatever they call it for the big, yeah, the pocket pass, they call pocket it pocket pass, pass yeah. Now. But I used to yeah. do that shit. I throw it between my legs into a pocket pass. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, but now every point guard like throws a pocket pass, and that's that's really just a play. You know what I mean? And a pass yeah. now, it's not. You know, it's not really. Um, it doesn't take a lot of skill to do that anymore. No. You know no. what I mean? Unfortunately, it used to be a, a really good, like, skill pass. Like, even when you watch the skill challenge, right? It's like, they can't yeah. even pass through the goddamn, uh, uh, the, the, little, the little tire. Yeah, like, you can't make that pass, but it's, you know what, you know what, BD, like, um, entry passing from the guard position is a lost art. They, like, it, 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 yeah, it ain't even no post-up players to do it. Yeah, it's hard to make post entries with this, like the way this game is. But guys, like that's that's a skill now. A post entry pass is a skill. That is a new skill, right? The (laughs) the overhead front, right? The the high low, like a guard being able to, you know, drop the ball down. That is almost damn near and like duck in passes. All that you don't see none of that anymore. Don't see it no more. That's crazy. We we had a set in college where it was like a high low duck in pass, but you don't even see that stuff. You no don't more. even yeah you don't you don't you don't really see that the floor is so spread. But that's why I like watching the game because it's like you got so much so much freedom to try shit and it would work right. Yeah, I just yeah. hate I ain't playing in this era, dude. I would try some of the most like off the wall type of shit just as far as passing because all you got to do is throw the ball in the middle because there's nobody in the middle you know what I mean like I would 360 take it between my legs and just throw it to the middle and I'm sure somebody gonna be in the middle because that's how the defense allows you to pass the ball now it's 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 a good time to be a point guard it is um, it is talk about uh, one um just as uh, from a from a point guard perspective and from like a Yoda perspective, right? We're seeing um, the game change, and now it's a point guard game, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like when I'm watching, you know, there's a lot of good guards, right? Yeah. But what separates, you know, outside of identity and personality, what separates? like a point guard, you know what I mean? That's like that. That's a point guard. Right. And then yep. what separates, you know, that next, like that four level, five level, what's set? Like, what is talk about that? Cause you can have four levels, right? Yeah. You can have five levels, right? Yeah. And you can still not have a sauce. Can you talk about the sauce? I think what separates the great from the good is the smallest detail mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Players that are able to execute their craft in detail with as minimal, minimal mistakes as possible. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a Chris Paul and a Trey Young, yeah. even though they're both great, but there's something that, puts Chris Paul above a John Morant, mm-hmm. a Trey Young, a Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. And what is that? That's basically what you're asking. What is that? Mm-hmm. The ability to 
to own your craft, to perfect your craft. Yes. I still think that John Morant, Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. you know, LaMelo Ball, Mike, I think they're still sharpening their tools. Yeah. I think they're still yeah. going through the, the stages of finding that Excalibur, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Chris Paul already has the Excalibur. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like he's the poster He's the poster point guy because he's what they look like after you go through all the stages of sharpening your knife, going through the war, and this is what you get. Yes. So that's what separates the Chris Paul from the up-and-coming other great young guards is that he's already a well-oiled machine. Mm. That makes so much sense, man. Sharpen your tools, pace yourself. Like it's like almost like the first part is like you just running to get your game off and establish right. your identity, right? right? And then once you establish your identity, you gotta really now build a story of who you are, who you want to be, exactly. Right? And at yeah. that point, you got to change, right? Because, like, all right, now you done made it. You're getting some accolades, people recognizing you, yeah. and people checking for you. But now, like, you can't be having the same, you know what I mean? Or yeah. if you have the same old game, you better be, like, if you look at Chris Paul, his game don't change. Nah, it's it's like, all, it's like, it's borderline perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. Every time <laughs> he goes to a team... You know what I mean? He yeah. he he has understand un, he understands how to jimmy rig. Yep. What the system yep. is doing to make it work for him to Correct. make him work the best for the system. He's the ultimate. He's the ultimate mechanic. He can yeah. fix any car. You can bring him a Lexus, he'll fix it. You can bring him an '86 Chevy, he'll fix it. No matter what car you put in his garage. He's going to fix it. Yep. That's what he is. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. And then I know we got to talk about, you know, uh, I've been avoiding this shit, you know, pretty much <laughs> this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I don't remember the day. <laughs> I don't remember the year. It was a clouded nightmare in Indianapolis when the UCLA Bruins, the number five seed, I believe, squared off yep. against, I don't even know the name of the mascot, but the Detroit Mercy, whatever, it, whatever they were, What's the mascot, dog? Titans. Yeah, you are the Titans. This is like, this should be like, only if we were any, like, if we were real good, it could have been like, remember the Titans. But it was, it was one of the craziest moments to me in NCAA 
you know, in my NCAA career, which I had a fucking terrible NCAA tournament career. I got hurt one year and I got yeah, bumped in the Michigan. first round. Against Michigan. Against Michigan, dog. What oh. is it? <laughs> Bro, Michigan you, went, you went baseline and dunked the ball. I was watching the game. Man. And I and and all I needed to do was dunk, look at the Michigan bench and start celebrating and talking shit. But I dunked it so hard that I tried to run back. So I didn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't tripping on them fools and I popped my shit. But that's besides the point. Jalen Rose was there. And I remember at the end of the game, Jalen Rose was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, Detroit. And, you know, it's like when you make eye contact with your homie, and he looked at me and he was going, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Can't wait till you get back to L.A. Fuck Jalen Rose. Hey, hey bro, I'm going to ask, we got to ask Jalen, ask Jalen Rose, dog. He was in the yeah. stands. He was going crazy and he looked at me like, yeah, Detroit. I was like, man, fuck you, Jalen Rose. <laughs> man, and I dipped to the locker room. That was like my that that is literally my only memory outside of that. And then when uh what yeah. was fun, like at the beginning of the game. Yeah. When we was fighting over who was gonna uh huddle up in the middle. Yeah, yeah that was that was a that was a that was a, uh, it was a great experience on my side <laughs> of the story. Uh, <laughs> you saw, you was it was painful you kind of narrating that, but my side of the story was it was fun. You yeah, know, g- we, g- give we, us give us the right side of the story because yeah. you know, yeah, like I kind of got amnesia. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got like the traumatic version of it because we were on the losing end. But like you know, going into the tournament, right? Yeah, underdogs, right? But y'all yeah. y'all were really, really, really fucking good. We were good, bro. Y'all were good. We were we we were like when we played y'all, we were twenty four and five. Like we yeah. had we were we we rarely lost. Yeah, and y'all you only know? lost to like tough teams and tough games yeah, over time. Yeah, we lost tough games. Like Iowa beat us by yeah. like one, and Michigan beat us at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Like we never we never got blown out. Like. We never, it was like two, three point losses the entire season. So we were really good. That's what my coach said. I never forget, dog. We was in the shoot around. And shout out to my coach, Lab. Coach Lab. (laughs) But Coach Lab didn't know nobody's name on the fucking Detroit Mercy team. Wow. And Coach Spence was like going through. Through the, cause you know you have to walk through the ballroom. Yeah. So yeah. he's going through the dudes and like we watching film and shit like that. And I'm watching you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And me and Earl watching you and Jermaine, cause it's like it's gonna come down to, it's you up, know, it's gonna come down to that. Yeah. Us holding the fort down, right? Yeah. And then yeah. seeing how much we can get out of our, and then who big man show up. Right, yeah, because that's, for us, that's college it was like, basketball for you, man. That's college basketball. Like the guards gonna duke it out. You gonna, gonna get, you gonna get, you know, whoever the score gonna be the score. But you need your big dudes to kind of like, yeah, dominate awesome. in the tournament yeah. and like come up with some. Some you need a surprise or two, you know, a player off the bench. And um, I never forget, uh, fucking Coach Spence was like, man, these motherfuckers gonna bust y'all ass. I'm not playing. 
He was pissed, yo. He was like, we not giving them their respect, yo. He was like, this team has never been blown out. Like, they don't lose. This is a well-oiled. Like, he was just going off. Like, they well-coached. Like, we're fucking around, yo. He was going off. Man, I never forget that shit because we called shoot around early. And Lab was like, man, fuck it, man. We going to beat him. And I was like, he was like, man, we don't need to. Come on, man. Let's just, you know, let's get some rest. Let's just. You know, it's just one of the motivation talks. Yeah. And I was like, ah, damn, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm a t- I'm Ain't a t- everybody t- watching these goddamn tapes. Like, you know what I mean? Me and Earl over here. Yeah. See, we're guards, right? So we going to watch tape, right? you paranoid. So, I'm so par- we, you paranoid you, going into the yeah, game. We, 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 yeah, we watching tape, too, like. We were watching the film, me and Jermaine were watching the film, and we took every, uh, you know, matchup personal, you know? So we're like, we're like, shit. Jermaine took it so personal. Yeah. Like, but I like it, that. We, you know what I mean? I like that. I think it, I, I, I think the refs did some fuck shit because, you know, if I would have stayed in the game, it'd just been a better game because we was battling all game, but... Man, yeah. that was, you know, he was picking up full. I was picking up full. It was like, okay, we were, let's I go. Mean, it, it we was locked <laughs> Yeah. It was like, you, and the game came down to a couple big shots. And, and then, then I, was our and big I, that hit the shot. And then I got two charges. I got a charge call. You fouled me. At, your last foul was against me. It was a charge. Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a reach in. I got to, you were, it was, we were, we oh, were running yeah. a weave. We were running the weave play, and you switched out on me because Earl. We and you switched. Yeah, you I was usually like, jump the yeah, yeah. I usually jump the screen. You but the play it, before that, it, they called a charge on me yes, on the break, yeah. and I'm like, how the hell can I have a charge when I'm going to the hole? I got to do it on my hip. But they said I went into on that. That fucked up. That fucked up the game, dude. Yeah, and we end up pulling it out, but we were. We were excited to play y'all. I mean, me and Jermaine was. We were excited to play you and Earl. Shout out like, to we was, Jermaine, we was, dog. Yeah, we <laughs> were thinking the same thing that you and Earl was thinking. Me and JJ was like, "It's gonna be me and you against uh, BD and Earl. Like, it's gonna yeah. come down to us. It's gonna be us two versus them two, and then somebody else got to hit a shot at the end." And y'all were y'all, and we were kind of like similarly built. From the yeah. backcourt. You know what I mean? Because yeah, me and Earl were little. Yeah, you and Earl guys. you and Earl were little with big man complex. But Earl wasn't that little. You know what I mean? Earl just yeah, Earl like, was bigger than me. Yeah, Earl was yeah, Earl wasn't that small. But he yeah. also played like Jermaine. He had that type of chip. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like yeah. and then Jermaine needed you to score. You know what I mean? And Earl yeah. needed me to score. But it yeah. was also like this combination, like you needed both. It, I mean, you know, Earl is my best friend to this day, bro. And like, shit, I can talk to that dude about everything. And it's like, because it's good to have that other point guy with you. You know what I mean? Because when you know, you know. You know what I mean? When you know, you know. Um, And that was, you know. The same way, man. Me and JJ the same way. We still connected. We still talk. You know, it's like. That's my backcourt mate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of LaMelo Ball, he's done an incredible job. He has an incredible talk about a point guard raising a point guard. 
You know what I mean? And, you know, the the reason why I like this show is because when we talk about point God, we talk about your God-given talent. Yeah. And your ability to master the craft, right? Yeah. At any level, at any moment. You know what I mean? I felt like I didn't really get a, a, a real holistic view of, like, point guard mastery until I stopped playing. Right. Cause then I just start appreciating dudes. Yep. Yep. It was a yep. different type of vibe. I was like, Ooh, look how he get down. Look how he paint. And you can yep. appreciate dudes on so many levels. And it's like, just master that shit because that knowledge and insight will lead you to your Yoda moment. It will. It will. JJ is LaMelo's Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, he is, you know, and that's coming out of Detroit. Yeah. You feel me? (laughs) JJ is very cerebral. He's always been a very cerebral, very charismatic type Mm -hmm. player. I was like, I was, he was like Eric Snow. I was like Iverson. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how, like, he was the, he took on the, the, the bigger assignments defensively. He did all the dirty work and then I got all the glory, you know, like he was, he was doing all the dirty work, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how it worked. Yeah. No, shout out to JJ, man. Good friend. And, and, and yep. just a dope dude. Shout out to Earl Watson, another point guy yes, we have on the show and, you know, another one turned into a great, great coach. So, you know, yep. my lesson to, all, you know, the people out there listening, especially the young point guards listening to this is like, you know, master your craft. Like, your craft yes. don't never stop, right? Because when you get to Rashad Phillips' level, you become Yoda. You become the scout upon, uh, amongst all scouts. You know what I mean? You become, you know, the 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 oracle, right, the oracle. Uh, to, to <laughs> the new revolution. You know what I mean? The nation. Man, you become the stamp of approval, right? You become... You become that armor, that seal, that rock abuse, that 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 fuel, knowing that Yoda, you know what I mean, is tagging yeah. you, Ty Ty, Washington, <laughs> to be the next point guard, right? And so we take that, you know what I mean? You accept that challenge, you know what I'm saying? Because you already know you got a point guard looking after you. Yep. That's Anything real. else you want to leave for for uh but just the young point guards out there, our people, just, you know, shout out to Detroit. Shout out to Detroit Mercy, the Titans. You yeah. know, I love Detroit. No, it's, it's, always been, um, it's always been a pleasure um, being, on, being on a point guard show. I want kids to understand that life is an audition. Everywhere you go, you're auditioning. Mm. And you, you are who you are when nobody's watching. So always make sure you continue to have great character. And you carry yourself like someone's always watching because that's who you're going to always be. When nobody's watching, that's your identity. Amazing. Now I got to run through some uh, some little tidbits. Um, if there were three, three artists okay. that you could pick to describe your type of game, Ooh. <laughs> Who would it be? Oh. My shit change every day, every week. <laughs> I like like 
like rap artists, right? Hip hop. A- anything, right? anything, anything. Like mine was, I think I, uh, I, I, I paint. Uh, I was, I had the bo- I painted like Basquiat or Picasso. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I moved like uh, <laughs> almost like uh, like like Marvin Gaye with my vibe, like and my pace. Detroit. You know what I mean. You got hey, you got a lot of Detroit homies. Hey, bro, Every day I got, you got so got many Detroit homies, dog. Shout out to shout out to all my D. De- I play with a lot of Detroit dudes, man. I used to go down to Coney Island. They used to wear fur coats and shit. And I was yeah. like, man, they're like, yo, we gotta go to Coney Island after the club. I'm like, man, what the fuck is Coney Island? And it was popping. And I was like, man, this is like a a hot it's dog popping. place. <laughs> Coney Island be popping. I, I went there. I, I was. I thought I was just home this week. I was. I went. You know. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Detroit. But yeah, who are the three artists that you would pick to describe your game? Um, Royster Five Nine. Okay. Okay. Would be definitely probably my DNA because mm. Royce is. He's lyrical. Mm-hmm. He's conscience. Mm-hmm. He's he's smart. Substance, and he has tons of substance. So I think that covers my game right there. And he got and a he, lot of moves and just a lot of he got a lot of yeah. shit. He got a lot of <laughs> shit. Yeah, he yeah, got, yeah. He got a lot of sh- like Royce could Royce could make slow songs, lyrical songs, conscious songs, rap battle songs, freestyle like. And write for others. And, and he write for other people, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> okay, okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All so right. Royce, would, Royce would probably be who how my game goes. That's and, perfect. And whoever painted, the artist whoever painted Mona Lisa. Okay. Because it's, because it's evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> and forever young. <laughs> <laughs> That shit timeless. Whoever the craft the is timeless. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So whoever painted the Mona Lisa, that so that's how I look at it. The Mona Lisa portrait never gets old. It's timeless. It's always with the times. And I felt like my game fits whatever era you want to put it in. You want to put it top. in this era, the whatever era, I'll be able to compete. Big facts. All right, man, I'm wrapping up. I got one more. Give me five of your favorite point guards. Point guards. All time. Oh, woo, Give me five time. shout outs. Just give me five shout outs. Real quick. Okay. Isaiah Thomas is my favorite point guard of all time. Detroit Booyah. Pistons. Booyah. Favorite point guard of all time. Magic Johnson. Two. Absolutely. Damn. Um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Absolutely. Chris Paul is one of my favorite. Point guy um, now. Damn. Um, now you put me on the spot. Gary Payton. Come on now. The glove. I love the glove. Um, that fifth spot's going to be, that's, that's tough for me because... I mean, I you love, can get five I, more. You can get five more. We're gonna keep going, but yeah, I'm just asking for I, your. I'm just asking for five. You know, just yeah. Um, after that, I mean, I don't consider Iverson a point guard. Iverson was more of a hybrid guard, shooting guard. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Iverson is a point guard, though. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, Iverson is the the most talented. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's yeah. iconic, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Hell yeah. And I, I'm I'm gonna go with Jason. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Jason Kidd, man. I like yes. I like I like the I like the Cali yes, guards, bro. Yes, bro. Yes, thank you. I like thank the Cali you. guards, man. I love GP GP and 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 Jason Kidd were just too Jason Kidd was more of a traditional guard, but yep. I say I say uh GP is the godfather. Jason Kidd is the prophet. I like that. You know what I mean? And I like Dame that. Dame Lillard is the one. Who? Dame Lillard. Dame is Dame. Dame, Dame is, is you know he's a hybrid guard. He's one of those. Dame he's is just one. a he's just a killer, bro. Mm-hmm. He's just a killer, bro. Like like when you think about the evolution of their guards, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, he, yeah. It's 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 crazy when we break down the, like the positions and like the demographic of the, where they come from. Like Magic Johnson, Michigan, Michigan, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Chicago. Yep. Like that's Midwest, and then you got Gary Payton, West, West. Yep. Jason Kidd, West. West. You yep. know, it's like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like when you break it's it down, flavors. Man. It's different energies, different flavors, man. Everybody got a kind of like a different vibe, and you watching somebody in high school, in college, that that is local that you can see. So you're going to vibe to what you see or you're going to vibe to that pro. Luckily, we got Magic. And when Magic came to L.A., he turned it up. You know what I mean? I don't know what he was doing at Michigan State. I don't know if he was giving us all that with the showtime. I, I saw him, you know, dunking and passing, but he wasn't get. I don't think he was doing all that at Michigan State. I don't think he was... Ah, around the back. Oh, he was. Nah, he, nah, was he, he wasn't doing it like, like that. Like when he got to Showtime LA, when he was in the form, baby, with, with with the Lakers, it was it was different, bro. Bro, we used to eat the licorice from the, from uh, off the people who dropped their licorice outside the form just to get a taste of Showtime. Wow, <laughs> we're wow. digging the trash cans. To find a ticket stub just so we can try and get in at the form. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Like the energy, just being outside in the tunnel. Wow. You know what I mean? Just being on the street when they pull out the tunnel like that. That dog, imagine being from LA. That's different, bro. And you just every night you know is gonna crack. And yeah. you just waiting for that. It, 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 you know, you just waiting for them moments. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Every dude every dude in L.A. trying to, ah, ah, they yeah. trying to get one off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, let me, oh, boom, no, look, let me, oh, off the backboard. The cha- on the playground, it changed the whole dynamic of L.A. basketball. Magic came to L.A. and, and kind of changed the fabric of, 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 of you guys. Yep. He sure Magic, did. Magic's DNA is in all of y'all in LA. Absolutely, because now, now we got, we got, we got. Magic gave us performance. Yes. Right before basketball, before Magic, basketball in LA was basketball, and like we, we, it was a lifestyle. Yeah. Magic made basketball in LA 
You know what I mean? Performance, entertainment. And he brought that light to L.A. So now dude's coming up like, I'm trying to get, you know what I mean? It was a whole yeah. different energy coming into, you know, like the lifestyle was always there. But when Magic brought the showtime, it kind of like, yeah, it just made people want to want to perform yeah. and get down. You know what I mean? Like you had yeah. to like, you had to be the show. You had to be the show. You Isaiah Thomas show. did that for us in Detroit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isaiah did that for us. That's why I was a small guard. I Isaiah gave me that. That's why his yep. fabric is in all of the, the Michigan guards. Because Isaiah, sense. we watched the Pistons. That's what he gave us. Absolutely. You know, like, so I, I totally get it. Like, I'm a disciple of Isaiah Thomas. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely, man. And to that point, man, shout out to the, to the point God gods. Isaiah. Yeah. Magic. The Point God Show, The Point God Podcast, it's about understanding your God-given ability and using it for the greater good of the world. Rashad Phillips, I'd like to thank you, my brother, for part two. I can't wait to have you back on so we can do some joint interviews. Yes. You know, just kick it. But, uh, man, tell us how we can find you, uh, how everybody can tap in with you on all your uh, your handles. Yeah, tap in with me on, on Twitter. I'm, I'm very active on there, RP3Natural. I'm on Instagram, Rashad Phillips 2319 And you can go to my website as well, which is Sports Talk. 2319.com Believe that And we got this We gonna work on that movie too For the uh, The magic oh, yeah. ra- For the round ball We gotta get that one off The kids gotta see that Absolutely They gotta see that Alright let's get Let's get to work on that Dog I appreciate <laughs> you uh, Thanks Thanks for being a part of the show This is your boy BD A.K.A. B. Diddy A.K.A. Too Easy This is the Point God Show On Slick Shout out iHeartRadio Until next time Point God is a production of iHeartRadio For more podcasts from iHeartRadio Visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts Or wherever you get your podcasts